0: Back here on Overtime Fan Run Radio, Jake Miller, Davis Renge, producer Matthew, Logan Quentin hanging out for a few more minutes. It's time to decide who is going to score 20-plus in the NBA tonight. Mm -mm -mm. And since I did not fare well last night, thanks to LaMelo Ball deciding to hurt his foot
1: He's actually out the rest of the season. Broken
2: an ankle. Yep.
1: He could have scored two more before he broke his ankle. And he could have, but he didn't. <laughs> so. kind
2: Fire, of we came here yesterday. Said Lamelo has twelve points through the first four minutes of the game. So watch him in with eighteen. Yep. Sure enough.
0: Sure enough. 18. End of eighteen. You spoke it into existence. It's your
1: fault.
2: <sighs> guess I'm a Lamelo hater.
1: Yep. Guess you're the guy. You're, you're the guy that predicts everything. <sighs>
2: <sighs> sure. Well, they Jake and uh, Bryce went two and three. We went three and two yesterday. So Thanks, I guess Lomelo. we will take first pick. And I will go with Giannis
0: 20+. Way up right off the bat, huh? Yep. Yep. Alrighty. You can have that. I'm going to take Luca. Happy birthday to Luca, by the way.
1: Y'all share the same boat there? Yeah.
2: How, uh, he's a little younger than you, actually. I yeah.
1: He's about five years younger than I am. <laughs> I will go... Uh, Maybe more, actually. Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's a layup. Who we got, Logan? Uh, I'm gonna go with Jokic. There you go. Pretty solid pick.
2: I am going to go with. Um, I don't
0: know who I'm picking next. If you don't pick him,
2: Damian Lillard, 20 plus.
0: That's fine. I'll take Ant, 20 plus.
1: Uh, is is Anthony Davis healthy to play in this yes, game? Yes, he is playing. I would take Anthony Davis. Yep, that's what he, I was gonna he, go he was with. Gonna, he's gonna absolutely eat. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh with Jaw.
2: Nice. Hey. One more. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Dylan Brooks. No, I'm kidding. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey I'll give you plus eight thousand odds right there.
2: Um I'm gonna go with uh in all seriousness. I'm gonna go with Laurie Markin and twenty plus.
1: I like the
0: pick. Like oh yeah. Pick. Take that and we're gonna take Desmond Bain, twenty plus. <laughs> He's about as much of a wild card with that as Tyrese. Yeah, he
1: is. Desmond Bain is this season, come back from injury,
2: hasn't been the greatest. Yeah,
1: but. he's still producing.
0: I mean, the thing with Desmond is when he's on, he's on. He's the best player on the court.
2: Like, oh, Again, there's yeah. no doubt
0: about it. Yep, like, really, most
2: consistent for sure. Well,
0: I mean, y'all have even said he's probably the best player in the Grizzlies organization.
2: Most because that's who but I would most put consistent. That's who I would put all my friend. I, I don't. I can't trust Jaw off the court, man. I, can't, I, I, I can't. know Desmond Bain is going to go home, and play yeah. with his son and his wife, and yeah, that's that. That's
1: about it, man. I can't trust Jaw. Walk his
2: dog in the I green s- line. I don't know
1: if I can trust Jaw on the court, because I mean, <laughs> I mean, you look at his late game antics. Yeah, I would say, I would say late game antics. I would highlight just say, merchant. Yeah, I mean he's a highlight merchant, but I mean he's just just late game, just.
2: You're up one, you try to dunk on Joel Embiid. For what, man? For what, what? reason?
1: Like It's just bad basketball he plays in the last two minutes of games. It's, like it's he,
2: not AAU ball.
1: It, like Last year, he was like very clutch when it came to getting to his spot, and getting something to happen. But now, they're just packing the paint and they're like, telling me shit. Literally shoot.
2: have four people on him. Yeah. And, well, so no one else can hit a shot except Desmond Bain.
0: Nope. And I want to bring you all a stat. 2001-2002 in the NBA, 42 players played all 82 games. Oh, I noticed that. Jalen Rose, Stephon Marbury, Baron Davis, John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Pau Gasol, Gary Payton, Tim Duncan, and Paul Pierce. How many players do you think played all 82
1: games last year? Well, I, know, I know, five, right? I know, Ma- know Mikel Bridges is one of them.
2: Yeah. This is last year or this year so far?
1: Last year, last year, Mikael Bridges. Yeah, Mikael Bridges has like missed a game in, like eight years. I don't think
2: Ant played all eighty two. No.
1: no, what teams? We teams. Warriors. Oh, uh, Kavon Looney. Yep. Yep, Kavon. Yep. Pistons. Uh, um, Marvin Bagley. No. Um, Sadiq Bay.
2: Cade. K- no, 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 definitely not Cade.
1: Uh, ooh. Hold on. On the Pistons. Weird
2: stat. Who? Alec Berg. <laughs>
1: yeah, Alec. But yeah.
0: I'll be honest, I don't recognize his face.
2: Let's
1: see. It is Sadiq Bey. Oh, yeah, Sadiq Bey. Okay, yeah.
0: And then this one dude, he played for Dallas. He looks like MP from 2K.
1: Oh, what, Maxi Kleber? Uh,
2: Spencer Dinwiddie? <laughs> no.
1: Um, Davis Botons. Oh, Dwight Powell, man. Ah, Dwight Powell. That was <laughs> <Nice>. NPC you <laughs> play ever, ever, man. And the Wizards? Uh, uh, KCP. Nope. No, not KCP. It's
2: um. <laughs> a young guy, man. He's only been in the league for two years. Oh, what?
1: not Hachimura, was no. it? No. no.
2: Um. So very high. And graphic. he is the same color as your shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is
2: foreign, of a different religion.
1: Oh gosh. What Denny? Yes. Yeah, Denny. Like I can't say obvious. Like, yeah, obvious something. Yeah, yeah, Danny. Tenth overall pick. Yeah, Danny, AJ. <laughs> well, I mean, and the point
0: of this argument, and you know, Logan, we grew up. Guys did not want to miss games. Guys wanted to have every chance they could have to play the game basketball. And growing up around here, it's like you wanted to play in every game that you could. It's like if you had an AAU game, you were still going to play pickup ball. That night. Now, After. as you got older,
2: yeah. yeah afterwards. Yeah,
0: like you're trying to get on the floor, get the ball in your hand, put the ball in the hoop every chance you had, and now it's like guys can't wait for maintenance days.
1: Yeah. I mean, what? look. I mean, look at Charles said. I mean, Charles Barkley basically just killed him.
2: Well, I remember these seven, guys don't have a real job, Ernie. Say <laughs> so you're playing plumbers and janitors, two hundred to three hundred million. But, like, I remember seventh grade, we got bounced out of the tournament. I'll never forget this. It was the semifinals, and I was so mad. We I went to Lifetime afterwards. Games at, like, 6 o'clock. I stayed up there until, like, 1, 1.30, just playing. You just don't see it nowadays. I mean. No, I don't. Do guys even care if they win or lose anymore? I, was, I think there's a few that do. I think now they do after All-Star break. Yeah,
1: after All-Star break, I think it's more of a – they care more about playoffs now. They don't really care to – Got to uh, win the damn thing. They
2: just go out and play around until yeah. you get serious. you got to make sure you're in the playoffs. does yeah. that really
1: turn it on? Yeah, I mean, because now it used to be, I think I think the main point of emphasis that changed this was when they expanded to a play-in tournament. Yep. That's when it changed because before that, you should your top eight seeds.
0: I'll argue this. I'll say when we start getting these super ridiculous contracts is when
2: it started. And the play-in was an absolute conspiracy against Memphis. Yep. Just for the bubble, I promise you. Oh, buddy. I mean, they Dame was at the nine seed, and we had the eight. We had been playing good all year. We would caught a rhythm, and then they put us in the bubble. They threw us against the Bucks, the Raptors. This is when the Raptors won, like, 60 games. Bucks Raptors, like, the hardest schedule out of Celtics, out of, like, anyone in the league. So we dropped the nine, and then Dame gets the eight seed, and we have to play them, beat them two out of three times, even get in the playoffs. Yep. And of course they beat us in the first game of the play-in, so they get to go on and we go home. Well
0: yep. something else too that needs to be brought up is, you know, even through the mid two thousands, guys were not making ridiculous amounts of money. No. Like guys were making like, you know, four to five mil a year. And so like the majority of the guys at least. Yeah. You had a couple that were yeah, making making it, of money.
2: Even like in the early two thousands, like could you imagine what Paul Pierce would get in a Max deal today? Or K G or Oh, Paul Pierce Dwight Howard yeah. White oh, Howard. Or, they'd be Charles would be one of the richest players ever.
1: Uh, ever. A quarter of a billion dollars is what yeah. they'd be making. They'd make – Yeah, they would make, they would make hand over fist money. I mean, it's ridiculous. D.
2: Wade kind of ended off in the wrong era too. He could
1: have made He could have made yeah. money, yes. Well, and then you got guys like Carmelo who
0: are close to being billionaires now because yeah. of the way they invested their money. I mean, look at Allen Iverson.
1: Imagine the money he would have made. He's time. almost broke. Now. He'd no. have still been broke. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Scottie Pippen went went bankrupt with all the money he made. So uh,
0: divorce didn't help that.
1: Yeah. Well. <sighs> Ugh. I wonder if Dwight
3: Howard has load management in Taiwan. Is it Taiwan? He's yeah, playing he's yeah. In Taiwan. Yeah. He's on my TikTok
2: feed on doing it live, working out with his uh, Taiwan trainer in a weight room, a hotel <laughs> weight room.
1: <laughs> uh, oh he's, man. I mean, he's averaging like thirty and fifteen. I Dwight. W- well, I would hope so. Dwight. the Grizzlies need to sign him.
0: Remember that one year that he played in Atlanta, and they came back to Atlanta. <laughs> Who was he with the next
2: year? Charlotte, right. Charlotte.
1: Yeah, no, he went. No, he went to Charlotte, then Atlanta. He went to the
2: Wizards too. Yeah, he went to the Wizards. Wizards.
1: Yeah, but he came back to Atlanta the year after
0: he played that one year in Atlanta. They did a Dwight Howard tribute.
1: They they gave Taylor Horton Tucker a tribute at the Lakers, man. <laughs> for doing what?
2: Well, they gave
1: KCP he a tribute, too. He actually, won, he actually contributed to something. Like it's different. Did he, though?
0: <laughs> I mean, he, he did. Well, I mean, it's different if it's like Russell Westbrook, who spent 10, 11 years in OKC, yeah. getting a tribute when he comes back. That's one deal. Like,
1: I mean, Dwight Howard important. played
0: in Atlanta for one year. I know that's where he's from and everything, but
2: he only played for the Hawks for one year. Like Kawhi getting a tribute video coming back to San Antonio, DeMar Rosen getting one going back to Toronto. Like, those are deserved. But to throw THT and KCP <laughs> a tribute video is outrageous. It's
1: like giving, it's like the Grizzlies giving Bino Udry a, like a. It's like
2: giving the towel Boy a highlight reel of him <laughs> rebounding and say, like, here you go. It's
0: like I was doing a Justin Powell tribute if <laughs> Washington State ever came to Thompson Bowling. All right,
2: EJ Anasicki tribute video.
0: <laughs> drew Pimbu video, man. Oh, I mean, man, that would hurt. I mean, Everybody would be booing Barnes by the end of that I game.
1: I mean, it's just, so what do we do here, NBA? Giving Taylor, Horton Tucker a tribute for what? Logan,
0: what's the worst tribute you've ever seen? Man, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I just, some of those are just downright cringy. And you know, Adam Silver, he's out here saying, "Oh, well, this is not good that the players are openly looking for trades." It's like, well, then do something to stop it.
1: Oh, did you see what did you see what Veto some
2: wants? of these op trades. Did you man? see what he wants to do? What
1: and overtime? He wants to make it now have a target score. So game. So people like Kawhi Leonard don't have to play forty-six minutes. (laughs) He wants to implement what he did for the All-Star game into now the NBA game.
2: You said overtime though. Overtime, yes. What is that? I really don't see what that's going to change. So, hey like, guys,
3: let's just play twenty-one now. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, that's yeah, exactly my thought. Yeah, or let's just play Gotcha or Knockout. It was like they add eight to the final score. I think so. It's like one thirty to one thirty. The interregulation you play, whoever's first one thirty-eight wins. So, but then you would have.
0: What if it's a win by two scenario and it just keeps going and going and going?
2: You could technically win the game on a free throw. You know how boring that is. That yeah, doesn't that's do what, anything. That's what Andy yeah.
1: Davis did in the All Star game more on a free throw.
2: Yeah, no one, no one wants to watch that. I don't know. That's wa- not solving your problems, Adam Silver. I
1: don't, I don't want to see. I don't want to see people. I don't want to see this, man. I, I want to see a shot. I want to see shot clock and actually a time clock. I'm,
2: I miss David Stern NBA.
1: Yes. And that one interview.
2: Uh,
0: people did not like him at the time, but I think that's another yeah. one of those cases where it's like you didn't realize what you had until it was gone.
2: Yep. yep. Him and Jim Rome have some beef. Uh, interview, some beef.
1: If, if, if you ever watch this interview, that is a hilarious interview. I
2: don't think I even say it on air. It's no, there's no bad words in it. But yeah,
1: you can't say it on air, but it's hilarious. We'll listen to it during the break. I'm afraid <laughs> of what I'm
0: about to hear. I'm terrified. Oh of what I'm about to
1: hear. So, Logan, I have a question. Is it two three-game series, one against Charleston Southern, and one? Uh, two game?
3: against Charleston Southern, and then Gonzaga is a three-game set okay. over the weekend. Is it yep.
1: usually we have two games or usually three games? Mid-week?
3: No, uh, the Wednesday games will go away. I think this is the last one. There may be one more, but pretty much the Wednesday games will trickle out, and uh, it'll pretty much, when conference play ramps up, mm-hmm. it'll be one midweek.
1: One just one Tuesday. Mid-week. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
3: And Boston College, by the way, you asked me about Gonzaga. I'm circling Boston College next Tuesday. They they have an All-American and Travis Honeyman, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> outfielder for them. Uh, real excited to see that guy.
2: Are they going back to Smokey's Park this year for the all-wooden back game? No. Please tell me no. Okay, good.
0: That was a uh, Thank God. That, that was,
1: was a disaster. That was awful, man. Don't ever do that again, please.
0: Yeah. Houston Crest beat us up there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee Tech's pitcher
0: looked just like Houston Crest, which help Vandy had that guy look just like Davey.
3: Is that, um, are you thinking about, um, I I took him as looking like uh, Happy Gilmore's caddy.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. (laughs) I don't have any lookalikes in baseball, but there were two Jake Millers drafted in the last draft, and both
2: of them were pitchers.
1: And there's a Jack Miller from Florida. There's a Jack Miller that plays at Florida. Yeah.
2: Good old three points in their bowl game. I mean, y'all be
0: thankful for your unique names, you know. Yeah. Do you have any Jake Millers? Like I've, I mean, Matthew—it's a common name.
1: Catlin is not. Catlin not, last but name. Matthew
0: is. Well, I mean, first last name
1: combinations. Uh, I I think yes, say. yes. Like it was funny. I
0: was working at the marina, you know, doing bartending when I was in college. This dude hands me his credit card. Jacob Miller, and it had the same middle initial. As I did as well. You talk about Trippy.
1: Oh, he stole your identity, didn't he?
0: Uh, my middle name, like, I'm the only one that has this middle name. I've looked it up. So I am somewhat unique. Just don't glad I don't have a generic middle name like Larry. Hmm. Or Matthew.
3: I've never seen another Logan Quentin. That's one thing I can...
0: Your parents did good by you. <laughs>
2: Definitely not a Davis Rangi in the world. No, I've looked that up too. It's yeah.
1: probably one sitting I'd in the studio. Say, um, nope. yeah. Matthew There's King-wards. one Quentin that
3: did play baseball, though, MLB. Nice. Carlos Quentin. Didn't spell it the same, but close. Oh, what a
2: bu- What a bunt. <laughs> Good lord. Goodness. They're getting desperate. When's man? Kirby getting a
0: haircut, man? Like, oh, no, I feel no, like no. he has not got a haircut since he's arrived on campus.
1: Has he shaved? Did he shave his mustache? No, nah, it's still there.
0: I don't know, but if
3: if that's not a picture of America, I don't know what is. I mean, that's about as
0: that's about as American as you can get. Yeah.
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for what Tony B and the boys have doing. Currently up six to one, the top of the eighth. Kirby Cannell on the mound. Can't give you the play by play because
3: <laughs> copyright violations over at Fan Run.
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to pay a fine. Uh, Supercuts can get over himself. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: nice. <laughs> just call it how I see it, man. Lovely. Blank
2: for UT on Twitter. <laughs>
1: yep, nice. Oh, um, looks like
2: he's in 10th grade.
1: Jeez, man. They give, they give a small <laughs> like uh, they pull this guy out of Powell High <laughs> School and just throw him, <laughs> throw
0: him on the field. Good Lord. Hey, hey, coach. We we didn't have enough players to. Hey, you
2: trying to play?
3: You're
1: trying to run? Hey, then boys at Pal can play, man. Uh, oh man, so we had to do a couple weeks ago. Hey, you trying to play? Nope. Yep. Intermeirals, man. Never gets old.
2: Yeah. Don't worry, I'm gonna
0: come play with you guys here in a few days.
1: Uh, you do not want to do this, man. I would. Uh, you, uh, you, I, I would highly
2: advise, unless you want working limbs after the game. Yeah,
1: if you don't want bruises and scratches and if you want a functioning body and getting choked. Nah, let's exchange.
0: Uh, never mind, we're not going to say what we're going to do, <laughs> but I want the experience. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you do. Logan, did you play intramurals in college? No. Well, well if it's anything like theirs, theirs sounds competitive.
1: The easy. fraternity
0: intramurals were
1: oh, I can imagine. very, very chippy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chippy Uh, Chippy (laughs) Chippy. Our games get very uh, I would say
2: Borderline dangerous Actually not even Borderline dangerous dangerous. Yes Dangerous His glasses flew Ten times I have a bruise In an unimaginable place You ever been speared During a flag football game? No But I got speared Sunday
1: Yep, I got I got uh, a bruise on my tailbone. I'm trying to take a charge. You broke your ass. Basically, yes. Yeah. Um,
0: Jeez.
1: I mean, multiple multiple elbows being thrown. No calls. <laughs> People shoulders being ripped out of sockets. No calls. Yep. Yep. I mean elbow to the mouth. I mean 80s NBA, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, sure. Yep. Pretty
0: yeah, much playing against 50 Bill Lamb is what they're playing.
1: Playing against the damn bad boy Pistons out here, just getting clotheslined like Andrew Biden. Go up. Go
0: up. <laughs> Here comes Joe Dumars. <laughs>
1: hey, man, hey, hey, but there was one point last Ring a year. Bring my horn with an elbow! I'll tell you this, there was one point last year. I don't know how I didn't get a foul call This guy went for a like jump shot. I just pushed his elbow over the way he couldn't <laughs> shoot the ball and it called no foul. <laughs> you just gotta, gotta do what you gotta do, man. They're not gonna uh, call anything. Sh- I mean. I had a,
2: I had a whole handprint on my forearm from shooting a layup and they didn't call it. And uh, I stayed on there until about 9 o'clock that night.
0: You ever been teed up and ejected from a game?
2: Uh, yeah, I've been ejected. Not like, from an intramural game. i am not been.
0: I was going to say, I've been ejected from an intramural game and banned from playing the rest of the season.
1: Uh, yeah, because y'all got four technicals.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, all, one of our games we did in like, real life, but yeah. not intramural. I've yet. never
1: been teched up. I never get teed up in the intramural game. Close. I, I should have been. I should have been very close, but. I should have been ejected multiple times. I've been thrown out
0: of two real-life games, and I've been thrown out of one intramural game and got told to never come back.
1: And you came back next week?
0: No. Ugh. No, they would not let me in the gym.
1: Ah, uh, the do not let this guy in type thing? Yeah. they have to put a sign up outside. <laughs> if, Wanted. Jake,
0: if Jake Miller from Kappa Sig shows up, do not let him on the court.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it's bad. I mean, these referees are terrible.
0: It's, I mean... I don't know how it was for y'all, but they pretty much just put them in a class like coaching and officiating no, intergirls, no and no then they, class. those were your
1: refs. They Never watched a there second a, of basketball It was a shooting foul, and the woman called a one-shot foul. Yep. Fouled the guy he missed, obviously. One shot, no. You get two shots. I'm on the end of the court fouled. screaming, two shots. Screaming it.
0: Goodness. Logan, sorry I brought you into our little dysfunctional family here we know is overtime. We appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. For the cookies. Really needed that today, man. Thank Absolutely. Thank you guys. Thank you, Logan. Yep. Thank you. Stay with us. John Dunn of the All Vol All Collin Show and All of All Podcast joins us next, right here on Fan Run Radio. Back here on Overtime Fan Run Radio. Pleased to be joined by John Dunn, the All of All Calling Show and All of All Podcast. John, what's up, buddy?
5: Much nothing, gentlemen. Headed home. How are you guys doing this evening?
0: Uh, pretty good, man. Trying to get our minds right and uh, get focused on this game that we got here in about an hour and a half.
5: Yeah, man. It's a big one tonight, obviously, Tennessee and Arkansas. First of all, uh, I want to send my condolences uh, to you all, too. Uh, as well as the family of Roger, man, he was a fantastic caller. Uh, you know, I didn't know him outside of, of his calls, but man, what a guy. I mean, he was a, 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 great fan. Uh, you know, it took a lot of courage for him to call in first and foremost. And, uh, you know, just having the, the knowledge that he had and the, the, the heart and passion for the university of Tennessee, I thought he really embodied, uh, what the volunteer spirit meant. But, uh, you know, back on on the other hand of things here, Tennessee, Arkansas tonight, senior night, obviously, uh, big night for guys like Josiah Jordan James. I expect a big game out of him. I'm worried about Arkansas's length on the perimeter. I think their uh, smallest guard might be six five. They're a very young team. Five of their top seven scores are underclassmen. Uh, you know, headline, of course, uh, you know the younger guys, the freshman Anthony Black. And, of course, Smith, both of which are projected to go pretty high in the, in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. So, a uh, Bevy of talent there for the Hogs. They've fallen just short quite a bit this year. But Tennessee, you know, a really good team as well, still ranked inside the top 15. I have every bit of talent, potential in the world. Just They need to put a complete game together, and tonight would be a good, a good time to do that.
0: Absolutely. And that was one of the things we were trying to figure out yesterday. You know, you talked about the length on the perimeter, and it's like, who's going to guard Nick Smith? Who is Zakai going to guard? Because it's like you don't like the size difference there, and then you look at Vescovy with his speed, you don't think that's going to be a good matchup. So it's like, what do we do here? And it's one of those things we talked about a little bit earlier. It's like we're not a consistent basketball team. Arkansas is just as inconsistent, if not worse. They're terrible on the road. And we're kind of – I mean, I'll be honest, we're having a hard time getting a feel for this game. Of course, Tennessee's favorite in the game but I'm advising people not to put any money on this game whatsoever.
5: Yeah, man, and I I echo that sentiment uh, wholeheartedly. It's very hard to get a feel for what exactly to expect in this one, uh, just due to the inconsistencies from both teams. You know, Going in before the season started, Arkansas preseason ranked 17th, coming off of a good year last year. Tennessee, of course, ranked uh, 5th in the preseason, uh, has also had some inconsistencies this year. So, again, like you said, man, it's very hard to to really get a feel for what's going to happen, but uh, I think it's going to be a close one, regardless. Uh, whoever wins, I think it's just going to come down to making one or two extra plays where it's a loose ball, rebound, whatever it may be. But it's going to be a close game, I think.
0: That's that's uh, pretty much consensus here. Like, I don't think anybody's expecting a blowout, but I'm trying to figure out if it's going to be a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game. And we just had a caller about an hour ago, maybe not that long, but he said, okay, Tennessee in field goal percentage ranks 262nd in the nation. Arkansas, 294th. He said, fade the stats and take the over because that's what's going to happen.
5: I like that. Uh, I ex- but I expect it to be gritty, like I said, not necessarily to the effect of the Auburn-Tennessee game, not in the mid-40s, but maybe low to mid-60s. Uh, is about what I expect. The team that breaks 70 points will win the game, in my opinion. The first team that breaks 70 will win the game. Uh, honestly, Arkansas scares me to death. I, I'm not wild about the matchup just due to the length on the perimeter. Yeah, but uh, Tennessee has the advantage on the interior, in my opinion. If your gets going early, uh, can cause some disruption in there, force you know the focus to shift defensively to the interior, that may allow for Tennessee's perimeter game to step up. I, I like them at home a lot more than I would on the road. Uh, but I, I need to see some, some shots falling from the Eagle or Santiago Viscovi early. This would be a great game to get Julian Phillips back. Uh, you know, for that perimeter defense, you know, if he's not 100 percent healthy though, I'd rather him sit. Get ready for March. But this would be a great game to have him back.
0: And you know, it just hit me, John. This is the first time that you've come on when we've had a game coming up later that night. Yep. And I feel like this has been a great addition as like a pregame show, like the unofficial,
6: unofficial, or, or official,
0: unofficial pregame show.
5: That's man. I've never thought of that, man. I guess I guess it is with it being a nine o'clock tip and everything. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, I prefer like a late game tip, something to you know fade me right into right into bedtime. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I like Tennessee at home. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the balls in a close one here, uh, 72 to 68 ish somewhere, something like that. I think that Josiah Jordan, excuse me, Josiah Jordan James uh, has a phenomenal game, and I'm expecting a double double out of him. Uh, I expect him to uh, crash the glass pretty well. He's a good rebounding combo guard. I'll say this too, Santa Ovscovi to be. Not, you know, six five, six six. He does a really good job rebounding uh, as well. So obviously we'd love to have everybody healthy tonight, but if they're is Phillips, it's gonna it's gonna fall on Zekai Ziggler and Santiago to, uh, to to really just lock down the perimeter.
0: Absolutely. And you know, John, something that got brought up earlier um, with another show here, they were talking about what it would take to put the fans' minds at ease. And I'm sitting here, I'm trying to think. If we win these next two games, I don't necessarily know if it'll move the needle no. a whole lot. It's like okay, maybe I got a little bit more confidence. And something we talked about yesterday was: do you want to do you want to lose early in the SEC tournament? That way you're fresh, you're rested for the first round of the NCAA tournament. And I'll, I I kind of like that approach. But in order to put my mind at ease with this basketball team and the program moving forward you got to at least make – I was going to say Sweet 16, but Elite 8, I mean, you almost have to at that point, right? Yeah.
5: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, deep postseason expectations. An Elite 8 appearance would, would stop the fire Rick Barnes talk, I think. But for me, what I would like to see out of this team, finally, would be some consistency. I'd like to see them win out the regular season, win the SEC tournament, and parlay that momentum into March. It's hard to beat a hot basketball team. You look at teams that are getting hot at the right time. You look at teams like Kentucky, teams like Texas A&M. I know they haven't had fantastic seasons or even great games as of late, but they're they're, they're showing progress at the right time. They're getting better at the right time. They're starting to find their footing at the right time. Um, So that's what I want to see happen out of this team. It seems like the past couple weeks have just been up and down, back and forth. You have a game where you beat Alabama, go on the road, and lose to Kentucky. It's just you don't know what to make out of this team. I want to know exactly what we have going into March Madness. I would love to see them finish out with with the regular season, just win the last two games, Uh, beginning tonight, obviously, win the SEC tournament. I'd like to see them beat Kentucky in the SEC tournament. Uh, That'd be great. I think if they meet the Wildcats, they'll beat them. Um, And I'd like to see them, like I said, move that momentum, parlay that momentum into March.
0: You beat Kentucky in the SEC tournament, that that might move the needle for me. That'll get me a little fired up going into the NCAA tournament for sure. And It's hard to
5: beat a team three times in a season. It's you almost know, impossible. It is. And I said it before the season got started that I thought Kentucky would. You know, obviously they were expected to be much, much, much better than what they are. Um, but I said it before the game at home. I knew that would be the end of the streak. I assumed that would be the end of the streak. And then the game at Rupp, at Rupp I assumed that would happen. Uh, but I also said that if they do meet in the SEC tournament, and I've said it and I'll stand on it, Tennessee will win that game, and I think they win it by double digits. Um, I, I just call me crazy, I guess, but so that's just what I see happening. But that would be great for momentum. Momentum is the key word in everything I'm saying right now. They need it. Um, it's, it's hard to stop a train. I know we've all heard that before, and you know you get ahead of steam, man. It's hard to slow that thing down. Of uh, you know, rolling stone gathers moss. So I want to see Tennessee on a downhill. Uh, Downhill Rolls is gathering moss all the way through March and hopefully make a deep run into the
0: Elite Eight. Absolutely. You just mentioned Kentucky, like how they've all of a sudden just got hot. They've got hot at the right time late in the season to make the tournament. It almost replicates and nowhere near the success that Tennessee had last year late in the season. But Tennessee got hot at around that same time last year. And it was like, okay, we've peaked, but have we peaked way too early? Ultimately, we found out that we did. You think Kentucky is kind of treading that line right there, like towing that line. It's like, well, they are playing really hot. They're really hot right now, but I think they might have peaked too early.
5: The one thing I can say about Kentucky, man, is they're a tournament team. It doesn't matter what year, you know, where it's the NIT tournament or it's the NCAA tournament, they're a tournament team. Uh, They're always going to be a tournament team. But this year, man, college basketball is as crazy as I've ever seen it. And I've said this to you directly, man, everybody from Stony Brook to Hendren Emery, anybody that makes a tournament this year has a legitimate chance to win the entire thing. And, I, as you know, partly due to March being crazy in and of itself and then partly due to the craziness of the, the college basketball season throughout. I mean, it's been absolutely insane this year.
0: Absolutely. it's uh, It's been an interesting season just because it's so hard to sit here and pick a clear-cut, like, okay, they're the best team in the country. Yeah. and That's you know, the thing. It always revolves back to Alabama, Purdue, uh, teams like that. Mm-hmm. But even Gonzaga, who's usually right up there right. in that mix, it's like, okay, well, what are, what are y'all doing? It's like, y'all are getting beat by St. Mary's. Y'all are not playing at the level that y'all are usually playing at in your conference. And then you look at Houston. It's like, okay, maybe they are the best team in the country, but then you look at who they're playing, and then they drop you know, a terrible game to like UCF or whoever they lost to. And it's just so hard this year to finally find that clear-cut favorite.
5: I would love to see a statistic for how many top five teams have lost to underdogs this season. I bet it's a historic amount.
0: I I think it is. I think at one point it was the top two teams had a record of like 11-22 and over the course of a few weeks.
5: Wow! I know that... There have been at least five or six upsets of a number two team this year, including Tennessee being one of them. Um, And then the number six team has also fallen, I think, seven or eight times to a team that was ranked lower. So it's an unprecedented amount of upsets this year, and I think that's indicative of the type of tournament we're going to
2: get. Yeah, John, I just want to get your thoughts real quick. So, I mean, we talk about it every single game, it feels like, but starting fast and having that sense of urgency, but – Arkansas right now, they're lined up in the tournament. at Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology today is an eight seed. And, you know, we're still on that three line. But to keep that three line, we need to win. I would say win these last two games. And for Arkansas, I they, who do you think needs this win more? I mean, us or Arkansas? Because Arkansas right now, they're at the eight seed. They got a little – they're a streaky team. They can get dangerous in the tournament because I think they're matched up with Purdue in the second round if they get past their first game. But, you know, who – Because Arkansas has us, and I believe Kentucky is the last game of the season. Yep. And we have Arkansas, obviously, tonight and Auburn. But who do you think needs this win more tonight, us or Arkansas?
5: I'm going to go with Tennessee on this one. If they want to keep that seeding, they need to win out the regular season against Arkansas and Auburn. See, the thing about Arkansas is they could go into the tournament with an eight seed and be the underdog, basically, in all of the games that they match up with these guys and have more talent than. I think that, that Arkansas could be a dangerous team at eight right there that could be a tumultuous matchup for a higher seed uh, later on in the tournament if they do make it further than that so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say tennessee needs this one worse just to keep the seeding. i think it boasts to their benefit um to, to keep the higher seed and play a lower seed team but um yeah man i think arkansas probably has the hardest final two games of the season going up against you know now two ranked teams and at 12th ranked tennessee and i think 23rd ranked kentucky so um you know if they split if arkansas splits these two games you know loses tennessee beats kentucky or vice versa I think that'll that'll keep them probably about the eight going into the NCAA tournament, and uh, they're going to be a dangerous team. And it's like you said, man; they could just they could they could get hot at any time. And like I said, with that eight beside the name, man, that could be that could be upset city for anybody above them.
0: And you know, we talk about seeding, and right now I'd say Tennessee's probably on that three, probably the four line yeah. most likely. Yeah, yeah. And I think Tennessee, they, honest to God, like you said it best, like Tennessee needs this win more than Arkansas because if Tennessee were to lose uh both of these next two games be bad like uh, you're you're looking, not you're looking at a, yeah i mean you're Leonardi, looking at a six seed at that point
5: Lenardi's is not going to give anybody from tennessee any loves at all uh we've seen that in the past you know when tennessee was clearly should have been a one seed or a two seed or whatever uh they're not going to get any just free love from anybody you know um so they're going to need to win out and they're going to need to Honestly, make these next two games convincing. I call it a closer win tonight, but if they won by, you know, 10, 12 points, I think that's a convincing win over a good Arkansas team. And then, you know, go beat Auburn. They did that earlier this season, but they don't need to be scored in the mid-40s this time. They need to be winning by 12, 15 points to kind of show that they are a, a true three seed and, and earn the three seed. But, they're, like I said, they're not going to get any love unless they, they kind
0: of earn it themselves. I can tell you this: It's going to be more entertaining than what I'm watching on the screen behind us. We're watching the Lakers and the Grizzlies right now, and
1: Dylan you know, Brooks there. is Dylan Books is one for four with a assist to the other team, and
2: job two straight turnovers, <laughs>
1: it's bad ball. Um, I'll say this about uh Arkansas: um, it feel if they get that eight seed, it feels like they could be like a North Carolina of last year. You know how North Carolina yeah, beat Baylor exactly. last year, and then they went to national championship. So I mean.
2: Exactly. The, that is Any exactly eight
1: seed, nine. unless you're Memphis, yeah, you could probably make it to like Sweet 16. Yeah,
5: yeah especially, I mean, Arkansas is a very talented team. They have. I mean, they got two what draft picks on the in the starting five I with mean, those freshmen, they I Nick mean, Smith.
2: I think Rick they had yeah. the number two recruiting class in the like, country yeah, last year. Yeah, they had
5: like three of the top ten coming in. They're
2: absolutely loaded. I mean,
5: yeah, yeah, they are loaded down. So if they peak, you know, say SEC tournament, NCAA tournament, that is a very, very dangerous team. And the lower the seed, the more dangerous they become. Honestly,
0: if there's anybody that knows how to get to at least the elite eight, it's it's Eric Musselman. Yep. Yep. Yeah, make it happen, man, for sure. And John, an interesting stat we were talking about earlier. Um, going back to the NBA. Uh, back in 2001-2002 there were quite a few more players. I can't remember the exact stat. 42 oh. 42, 42. 42
2: yeah.
0: That played all 82 games. Wow. Last year there were only 5. And I I could
2: show you this picture. And
0: I guarantee you you could not name one of the people. On this list, uh, yeah, maybe one. You could, maybe you're not. A,
2: I don't. You're not a casual. Yeah, I think I you think can that, name at least one.
5: Listen, yeah. when it comes to the NBA, I am not as invested as I used to be at all. I have not been super duper invested in the NBA since probably 2010, 2012. Um, that being said, I do. You know, I'm not a casual, but um, that that is something. That's that's one of the reasons I don't really follow the NBA as much anymore. Um, just stuff like that, man. It's, it's all political. It's all. All this drama going on—it's it's too much flash and not enough basketball. Um, that's why I yeah. like college, man. You know, these guys aren't these guys aren't getting paid multi-million-dollar endorsement deals for a shoe or Yet. you know tweaking an ankle and, and going down like they just lost a, a, a leg on the thirty-eighth parallel. Um, they're you know they're going out there playing ball. I mean, you look at guys like Kevin Ware. That was one of the most gruesome injuries I've ever seen in my entire life of any like sports or non-related injury. Period. And that guy bounced back, and he's playing ball. I mean, that in and of itself, man, is just amazing. And you don't get that type of stuff in the NBA. Um, it's just I, – I, it's changed, man. It really has. You know, you look at the, the 90s NBA, which is my favorite era of NBA basketball. It was the Um, That's where, you know, you had the, the bad boy Pistons, man. You had to worry about those guys. You didn't know if you were going to see somebody get knocked out or if somebody get dunked on, you know. Um, but uh, the NBA has certainly changed for sure, man. It's, I'm not a huge fan anymore. I like it because it's sports, and I'm a sports fan, but outside of that, man, I really I, – I'll, I'll always prefer college sports to, to professional sports.
0: Good stuff, John. Tell us where to find your stuff, and tell us where to find the podcast.
5: Guys, as always, you can find our stuff, com. You can find the podcast there. There's a little tab for it. You can find all of our articles and things like that. You can find us on Facebook, which is the easiest way, all all show, Just type it into your search bar. You can find it, follow it, all that good stuff. Uh, the podcast you can find on SoundCloud as well. You can find all the links on the website that I gave you just a few moments ago. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at J-X-H-N-D-U-N-N, all smashed together one word. Guys, I appreciate you all having me.
0: It's a pleasure to join you boys every day Tuesday. I appreciate it, John. We'll talk again soon. Probably talk tonight, actually. Yes, sir. I'll be. I, you know I'm going to text you here in just a little bit. <laughs> all right, buddy. It's good to hear from you. We'll talk soon. Stay <laughs> with us. Overtime continues. Final segment of the program coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Back here on Overtime, final segment of the program, it's Jake Miller, it's Davis, it's Matthew, it's you, it's Santiago Dama having to carry the load.
1: Man, this is a bad, <laughs> um, this is a bad game of basketball we are watching right now.
2: I'll let you know if Santiago Dama is your only hope, you're in a rough, rough spot. Hey man, Dylan Brooks is, what is he shooting right now from the field? One free for
1: run? five. One for
2: five right now.
0: Acting one like f- he owns the city of Memphis after that one three that he put down.
2: He is a, as you would call a domestic terrorist.
0: Goodness. (laughs) Oh, my God. There it
1: is. (laughs) But, no, hey, just so you know the Oh, oh, wow. Santi. Santi Aldama. Slim Spain. Little Magic Johnson. So, on this other team, the Lakers, they have Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, which uh, me and Davis were screaming at our phones Uh. and people to go get this uh, trade season. Trade deadline, but of course, no, we have to keep Dylan Brooks and Zaire Williams because both of them do what? Ah, one for six. Oh. <laughs> and a flop. Yep.
2: And all you need was a first round pick for both of those. Yep. Absolute felice. Yep,
1: absolute, man.
2: But, yeah, I remember going to these Laker-Grizzly games at, in Memphis when Kobe was still around. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. At least, at least 70% of the you arena. You know, he wasn't was, sitting out for load management. At least 70% of the arena was all Laker, all Kobe jerseys or anything Laker purple That's, and that's gold. how big he was, man. And it was like every single shot screaming. It was much louder for Kobe than it was the Grizzlies. Yep. Man. It's like those. It's like Kobe. I would say Kobe, AI, Jordan, LeBron at one point, and I hate to say it, probably Steph is up there with those people that come in town and they just take over the arena.
0: I mean, that was the thing with Michael Jordan when he came. They're it was iconic. It wasn't a home game. Oh, it wasn't a
1: home game if he was if he was on the road. No, when
0: he came back and was wearing the number forty five and he hit the buzzer beater, I think they were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The entire arena went
1: nuts when he hit the game winner. Okay. You would have thought it was at the United Center. It's like uh, the, the Jeremy Lin shot up in Air Canada when the whole arena erupted as Jeremy <laughs> Lin hit a buzzer <laughs> beater against their own team. went yeah, insanity people continues. Were just, people
2: were just so happy about Jeremy Lin, a little Chinese guy from Harvard, just going absolutely insane. Well, the thing is, like, he
1: – like. His stretch, the His, jersey sales. Yeah, he had like the number one selling Josie in be for like two months. Yep, oh. ridiculous.
2: He came to memphis. They came to Memphis. One dude
1: came to school in a jersey. Oh, God. oh Jeremy Lin jersey. Yeah, what a uh, fit. That,
2: what a fit that is. Uh, that's
1: the that might be the worst thing. I've ever heard in
2: my life. Uh, Jeremy uh, Lin jersey, man. Oh, but like
1: the numbers were too small, and uh, oh, uh, it's like man. walking in with a, I uh, didn't uh, you know, like a boys' DL jersey.
2: I think I got a Jeremy Lynn jersey somewhere. Youth, though.
1: Youth.
0: You're excused. <laughs> yeah, youth jersey.
2: It was when I was f- fifth grade, man. Uh, y'all know my rule.
0: Y'all know my rule. Ooh. Sorry,
2: sorry, I don't want a nightgown on.
0: Yep. <laughs> got to be a retired player. Got to be Mitchell and Ness. Yep.
2: Doesn't apply. Uh, yeah. Doesn't apply. I probably saw that Jay lynn jersey.
0: But somebody give you a,
2: <laughs> what Somebody give you a half bag of Ruffles for these. <laughs> take it. Deal. A bag of Doritos and a Red Bull? Yep. That's oh, a, You'd take that. That's an m- easy deal.
1: That's a good deal.
2: I don't even like Doritos, but just for the Red Bull alone,
1: it's good enough for me, man. What did I just come back to listening to? Uh, uh, Jay
2: Le- he said, would you try the Jeremy Lynn jersey for a bag of Doritos yep, and a Red yep, Bull? Yeah, I said, yep. I said, I don't uh, even like the Doritos. Uh, yeah, so I anyway, Red Bull.
1: You just had to
0: say bag. You say, yep. My oh, boy, Luke Kennard on the floor right now
2: half-cracked peanut got a <laughs> deal man the stem of an apple <laughs>
1: banana peel
0: this used coffee cup with me having to dry my tears in my
1: snot ah, Gianna, i man. i would trade i would trade dylan brooks for anything man right now luke canard's hometown has a fantastic pizza
0: place by the way i was up there ohio up in uh franklin ohio yep oh.
2: Only in Ohio, man.
0: Great pizza place, man. One of my favorite. Every time I'm up there, make sure to stop in and get a slice. Let's go back to the big orange Phillies phone lines. Roberto is next. What's up, buddy?
4: I'll try not to be a blubbering mess like I was earlier today. Uh, uh, you,
0: buddy. Uh, before the show, I was in rough
4: shape. I want you to know for real, like uh, me and me and Jake. We're we're like. We're like men that are in touch with it's okay to cry, and it's actually super healthy. Roger was always kind to me, and not a lot of people are kind in this world, by God, and he is or was. And that's something to be celebrated. And you know what, guys? You know what's funny? What's uh, right before I found out Roger had passed, I guess I found out about, like, oh, a little before 5 o'clock via text, um, I had a guy say, hey, you want to go to the game tonight? And I was like, nah, man, it's too late. And he was like, "You sure?" I was like, "Yeah, it's great tickets, free." He's like, "Nah, I'm, I'm good." Called him back like twenty five minutes ago. Screw that crap. I'm going to freaking game because that's what Roger would have done.
0: Oh, you give free Roger tickets, tickets to a game. Roger's going he to the game. Be there, and he's going to make Tony yeah, B God, spend about sixty dollars worth on concessions.
4: There you go. I'm going to spend probably a hundred dollars on concessions tonight. By God, that's what's going to happen. I mean, that's and what you know, Roger that would have wanted. That's <laughs> how Roger would have done it. I'm not kidding. That's what inspired me to go to the game tonight. I mean, there's no reason for me to go over there. I really don't care. But I'm going to yell for the balls because that's what Roger would have done, and we're going to honor his memory tonight. And I guarantee there is somebody on that campus right now that is on one of those sports teams that has heard that young man call in, and it's hurting just like we are. I Win for Raj. Let's go, let's go kick Musselman's ass tonight for Raj. Let's do it. Let's do it for Raj. Do it for Rog. Seriously, though, I'm not playing with you, man. Somebody needs to get to those kids on that basketball team and say, hey, man, this guy was like the biggest ball fan there was. And, and uh, the thing is, was, like, there was nobody was that was ever
0: any more positive than Raj. Never.
4: No, no. I was negative this morning about Rick Barnes. This morning. But I'm going to be positive tonight. I'm going to be positive. And, boys, you'll hear me on, uh, on the broadcast, I'll guarantee it because I stood about seven rows away from Muscleman. I'll be letting him have it. Please do. I want to hear you. Oh, you will. You will. I usually don't have a voice after the game. So, um, but guys, uh, all kidding aside, uh, Roger was a peach. Uh, if if we can take one thing from that young man's life, it's even though uh, as I've said before, he was dealt a hard hand, and a lot of people don't know that. Oh, it and was. They, you know, it's with, awful. With his with his stammering and his stuttering, people a lot of people made fun of him, which is a damn shame. By the way, uh, he was dealt a much harder hand than any of us have been. I'll tell you that right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And he always had a positive outlook. And if there's one thing that cha- that really does challenge me, I challenge everybody who listens: have a bit more positive outlook. Tell somebody you love them when they need to hear it. And um, and frankly, guys, uh, try to fill the void because this world isn't as good a place as it was this morning when we woke up. It's just not. No. Not Raj in it. So it's not. Um. Hey, and I want you guys to know I love you boys. You do a great job. Take care. Love
0: you too, Roberto. Appreciate the phone call, buddy.
2: Yeah, that's a God uh, go to the game for Raj, but also man, just live live your life. You never know. Take advantage of every single day. Your buddy calls you, go to the game. Don't I mean just a prime example. You don't know. Roger literally called us 24 hours ago, and now he's no longer here. So you never know what will happen. Just try to make the most out of your life, what God's given you, and you know, and just live every day like it's your last.
0: You know what? What set record-setting concession sales tonight
2: about tribute. Maybe you should do a Roger tribute to the game. We got an hour. I feel like a majority of the people in the crowd would know who that is.
0: I bet they would. Anybody that's ever listened to Knoxville Sports Radio, it doesn't matter if it's with us, with Tony B, or or the animal, everybody knows who that is.
2: Yep. Like I said before, man, one of the first people I knew sports radio when I was 10, 9, 10 years old. It's just uh, crazy. Let's
0: get a call from Patrick to wrap up the show. Good evening, Patrick.
6: Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: Doing all right, man.
6: Um, I just started listening. I've been busy literally all day. What, what, what happened with Roger?
0: Well, we heard um, from another station Today, that he wasn't doing too hot. And, you know, we talked to him last night, and um, I'm having a hard time. Like, I don't even want to look it up, but there was just something different about that call last night. And he just, you know, seemed really tired, didn't seem like himself, and I didn't think anything of it. And then, as I'm driving to the studio today, I get a call from Adam Hickman from Three and Out letting me know what happened. And, you know, we don't really know what all happened, but it's just um just the shock of it really got to everybody.
6: So has he passed? Yes. Oh man. Man, Roger was a peach. He uh
0: nicest human being you ever meet in your life.
6: Always positive, always kind with a word. Um, funny, um, great caller. That's just such, that's a loss and I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. It's, um, that's, um, I
0: mean, you can ask, you can ask these guys, like this was the hardest, uh, this was probably the hardest show that I ever have had to come in and do. This one man, was I hard to get up for.
6: Him. Man, that's just, what a great guy, man. What a, what a great fan, great person. Just, uh, just, he just, you know, he just embraced it, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, he didn't, he always saw the, the good side, the bright side, the positive side. We should all try to be like that. And, you know, with the hand that he wow. was
0: dealt, like, you, I guess you heard Roberto's call. Like, he, um, you know, he never complained and he never felt sorry for himself with the hand that he was dealt because, I mean, that's just, I don't know, like, if that were me, like, I'm sitting here, I complain about the dumbest of things in life, like minor things. Right. And then Roger right. has all of these things going on, the hand that he was dealt ever since he was little, and... He made the most out of that. He never let that bring him down. He always found a way to put a positive spin on everything. And you yeah, know Roberto's right. We should all strive to be more like Roger. Matter of fact, that's right. what I'm gonna do tonight. For dinner tonight, I'm gonna go find and I'm gonna go find a pizza. I'm gonna eat the entire thing just like Roger would. Because that's what Roger <laughs> would do.
6: You gotta chicken wings and the french
0: fries too. Oh, buddy. Chicken wings, french fries, like Philly said, if there were any chicken tenders, there would be none
6: by the time you let
0: Roger come through.
6: Man. Well, guys, have a good night. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Hey, appreciate the phone call, Patrick. That is going to do it for us. Roger, we love you, buddy. Rest in peace. Thank you, Davis. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in tonight for voluntary reaction on Twitter Spaces and tomorrow morning... 3 and out right here on Fan Run Radio.